Guys, welcome to another episode of Horror at the Store. I'm your host, Katie Hettenbach. Nailed it again. Let's go. We're talking Terrifier, all things Terrifier and horror movies today with Catherine Corcoran. Two for two on two for both two. counts. I'm I blown away, blown away. I, uh, I, I only for you. I don't have a a speech issue, and I still a stutter all the time. So yeah. honestly, very impressed, very impressed. Thank you so much. I hide it very well. That's that's <laughs> all a- society has made you hide it. That's stupid. I think run with it. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. It's it it it, it gives me character, just I like, like your character. Which also, I just want to start this off by so I watched terrifier for the first time in 2016 with my brother uh-huh. we just randomly saw it on tubi um which i love tubi uh-huh. and i we had no idea what it was about we just watched it saw someone you know get sawed in half by by their vagina uh-huh. and i was like i don't know i don't know whatever and then i was like oh my god i have to rewatch these so i hadn't watched the film last night was my first time watching it since it came oh, out. Oh, I thought you like in the moment, like I must watch this again. I was actually very concerned for you, but no, okay, in prep. No, I yeah, I was like, I have to like watch it again because I haven't seen it. I did not, re- I, when I, when you popped up on screen, I was like, oh, that's her. I'm like, who, who's the one who gets sawed? And I was like, oh my God, that's you. You're the famous, the famous, the famous, the the famous. famous saw in half. <laughs> that's you. I was like, oh my God, that's Catherine. It's funny. I was, um, I was like, I just, I did an interview with Kevin Smith and he asked, you know, about like the, the recognition factor. And I was like, you know, it, it doesn't, it, it now as like, it's been like a slow build. It like mm-hmm. would happen from time to time. It was already kind of happening for other very crazy films that I had done. But as Terrifier has gotten bigger and bigger and bigger over the past couple of years, it's become more common. And I was doing the other day, I was doing a talk where I met you mm-hmm. at um, at LA Comic Con, and um, it, was, it was like a panel about like women, and like it was like a really empowering thing about Which women in film. Also, I just want to throw out you were the most eloquent on, and even in like talking to you now, and in general, you're so you speak so eloquently and are so knowledgeable. <laughs> oh, and thank you, you. While I'm talking about literally, murder, no, just murder, but like, no, but you're like, oh, but like, oh, diversity, and like you bring in all this stuff, and I was like, huh, I never thought of it that way. So you brought me a lot of good points. Oh, thanks. I don't remember them, but you made good no, points. No, me neither, because <laughs> I black out every time I do those. Mm-hmm. I have no idea from the time I sit into those those chairs, the time it ends, what is happening, and mm-hmm. I hope that I'm making sentences. I, I could be, I could, I, I really have no idea. I could be sitting there going, and and people tell me it's brilliant. So I'm like, great, because I have no idea what just came out of my mouth. I hope it sounded like a smart thing someone says about That's things. me every time I'm on this podcast. It's my <laughs> own podcast. And I am like, was any of that English? Was that words? I, I, was I, was no, that just sounds? Did I even say anything? Because you know how sometimes you talk to yourself? Do you talk to yourself? All the time. But then you're in a room with people and then you're like, wait, did I just... Did I say that out loud or was that in my head? Uh, do you know when you're like walking down the street and you're talking to yourself or you're rehearsing? Do you do this or is I, or am I just this level of crazy where like I'm rehearsing the things I want to say to somebody yes. that I'll never say because I'm pissed off. Yep. I'm like in my head like, and that's just some bullshit or whatever. And then like someone walking down the street turns and, and makes eye contact with me because they definitely just saw me talking to myself and... 
and and then watched me having a like schizophrenic fit mm-hmm. and now i have to pretend like i have ear airpods in and i'm actually talking to someone yeah. or something or or pretend like that didn't happen and we both just look at each other knowing very well that yeah that did just happen you know i can't say i've had that exact experience <laughs> but i get what you're saying i can't but also, say i'm that crazy however but, you know i get but also you're not gonna get fucked with because i usually will talk to myself if i'm like walking to my car and it's late at night i'll be like da, 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 and do something <laughs> stupid so that i will like not that i'm gonna get mugged on the way to my car maybe i don't oh, know so it's like a defense mechanism yeah because then they think you're crazy and then oh, they don't want to get it go around yeah or you just you don't walk in a straight line and then you do like weird things you know, or like early in my career i was i was working in um in bars uh i was in college and i was i was working in bars and mm-hmm. i would have to close sometimes like late at night and i was very young and i learned this trick from another bartender and i and the speech that we came up with and i can't i can't tell you like exactly like what started it like who came up with what or whatever but like it became like a thing where we would say well we would go into the the civilization speech mm-hmm. we called it and so like it came to a peak where like i had I had a woman, and, and again, it's like falling into crazy. She she was not allowed back in the bar because the night before she tried to piss in the sink and the sink fell off. Very like- <laughs> Been there. So, like, Been there, my right ladies. <laughs> so, crazy so, nights. So, and I knew this story, so I'm working and I was there and, I, and like I knew what she looked like. I knew who the woman was. Mm-hmm. The next day I'm working like, like a normal like day shift and she comes in and she goes, uh, and she like wants a drink. And I was like, ma'am, I, I can't serve you yeah and she like gets all mad she's like throwing a fit like acting all crazy and i was like i was tired that day and this is where my crazy matched her crazy and the talking to myself for years angrily like really hit a wall so she said um she comes up and she goes like well why can't you serve me and i was like like ma'am ma'am like i i I, this is not the day i cannot serve you you do not want to mess with me today you need to leave and she was like what are you gonna do hit me and i don't know like what snapped but i was like we could entertain that we could entertain <laughs> that i will hit you <laughs> and like and i don't know like and i was like um i'm not gonna but we're gonna entertain yeah it. but i was like but here's the thing and i like went into the thing like civilization is based on a very fragile set of rules very fragile this is like how what we would do is this is the crazy speech if you said civilization like people would be like well why can't you do that and you'd be like civilization is based on a very fragile set of rules and like and people would just be like oh that's a crazy thing to say and yeah. walk away so i said civilization is based on a very fragile set of rules you have broken the rules you are a rule breaker <laughs> she pissed in the sink that's a that's a rule you don't do that yeah and, you don't do that and so and i was like so we could entertain that now as a result I that all that I don't know I said like what is the opposite of civilization and she is and I and she looked at me and I was like anarchy and in an anarchist society we can rape and pillage and steal and all mayhem breaks loose so we can entertain that now we are in an anarchist society because you pissed in a sink sink and I am going and I am going to hit you but (laughs) but when civilization resumes I will then have to suffer the consequences of breaking the rules my Mm. actions and here's what you need to keep in mind i don't know like what came over me i was like prison would likely extend my lifetime i am not in very good physical shape and i do not read enough and like 
those are the two things being in shape and reading i can't read it all so it's really hard so when i'm in prison i can learn how to read and become stronger mentally and physically what i thought i was gonna do like a put in this in this hypothetical situation that i was going to get out of prison and then be like a like a genius with superpowers and so buff that i could then i don't know hit her again like what i thought was gonna gonna go back to prison yeah but it was like that moment and like all my angry talking to myself just really just like came full came out and she just left it worked and i never saw that woman again (laughs) honestly that's probably yeah yeah she's probably scared of you and it's like is is she so is she still working yeah so like like, should i but also like she came back as soon as like the day you left yeah but also like the balls on that woman for coming back after breaking the sink because she peed in it like sat on it that's i wish i had that that level of like confidence in myself good for her you know what for her but but live your life but But also (laughs) there are a set of rules there's a rule so my point being to bring it back when you're walking to your car you don't have like and you're talking to yourself and someone comes over and talks to you just like go into the civilization yeah. speech and they'll walk away and all you have to say to them is they'll be like can i can i borrow 10 bucks no why civilization is based on <laughs> and they're just like a uh, crazy yeah. person and what will come out when you say that you don't yeah <laughs> the um again with the uh going back to terrifier going back to that's okay no but this also relates to uh terrifier when you first see art the clown you go hey my friend thinks you're hot like the 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 balls on your character to just be like there's a creepy clown over there let me just fuck around with it yeah i do i do like that about her you know like she gives she gives no fucks like she exists in that heightened state of sink pissing that i really do and i think like her line that's like the similar to like the um the bloody valent my bloody valentine line that we talked about mm-hmm. where she says and she doesn't say over the over the pants hand job but she does come out of the bathroom and go that was the greatest piss i've ever yes. taken mm-hmm. and in that moment you just are you relate to her on so many you're levels. like because we've all had those pees where you're like you know what pees. that was a satisfying pee yeah, yeah yeah and i i admire her for her ability to just share that with the world yeah so <laughs> how did you find the script who, who gave it to you how was the audition process uh, um, um, I so I had done other um, horror films up in, uh, and and I was working as an actor prior to that. Mm-hmm. I funnily enough, I was like kind of a child actor, so I was okay. doing like when I was really little, I did like Broadway tours and oh, things like cool. that. And then I think you know they had me trying for the Disney things that like never really landed. Yeah. But I I was I was working and I was doing the typical thing, and I had done this film right before that that was a trauma movie Mm. um, which makes these like horror satire comedies and i always say they're like stupid movies for smart people because they're actually hilarious yeah super gross and especially like the films that lloyd does really straddle that amazing like brilliant line in comedy where you're like making these jokes and you're like showing really ridiculous things, but mm-hmm. it's like with a, like it's criticizing something. So a lot of times he like he's like um, does like environmental things. His big thing is the Toxic Avenger, and that film somehow uh, premiered at the Cannes Film Festival, which is like cool, yeah, which was like wild. And I was like. 18 when I booked it 19 at the time when it was there and so because of that 
it when it came back, it, it featured a lesbian relationship mm-hmm. prior to gay marriage being legal in the United yeah. States and only three days into it being legal in France. So we were named, we did like a whole gorilla street thing to get people to see the movie we did like a wedding ceremony we were named it was a long story Mm -hmm. we're named the first lesbian wedding in france so it got all this attention when we got back to the united states it was being shown in um in uh moma with like wolf of wall street and blue jasmine and like blue is the warmest color as like one of the best and most influential films of the year and it was like this weird horror comedy Mm -hmm. um and so like after that my child agents really didn't want to work with me anymore. That's fair. Which was fair. <laughs> um, and But I was getting, I was like in between reps and I was getting all of these um, like horror offers because trauma really straddles that line. Yeah. And um, so I wasn't like opposed to like stuff coming in. And I think I saw the breakdown for this and I was already auditioning for a bunch of horror stuff anyway that I just went mm-hmm. and was like, why not? Like whatever, slasher movie, you yeah. know. I could use some employment. That would yeah. be cool. So I I went and um, I remember uh, going into the room and, you know, typically when you go into an audition room, they have like, you know, especially on, this, on the low budget stuff, you have uh, more people in the room, usually mm-hmm. just a casting director and a reader and uh, at the first round. And mm-hmm. I went in and everybody was in the room the first time and they had the reader there and I did the uh, scene, the, mm-hmm. um, the, where she sits on the clown's lap and like yes, his face around that, that was that was the audition yeah. scene and again i didn't see the whole script yet yeah. like that was just the audition scene and i asked um uh if i could move the reader around like do it the way i would in the in the um you know in the film yeah. and they were like yeah that's fine always ask you know consent yeah, yeah, very yeah. important <laughs> um, but so like i do and i do the whole thing i'm sitting on the guy's lap like the same way i do in the in the movie mm-hmm. moving his face it's just kind of a large middle-aged man from staten island mm-hmm. kind of walks like this a little bit you know mm-hmm. and uh, come to find out that that's the executive producer phil good okay um so i i um I am, I am just on his lap moving his face around and everybody in the in the audition is like dying laughing and i'm like i must really be killing it yeah. do i know that they find it hilarious that the guy with the money i'm literally like yeah moving so they're all really excited and like i remember <laughs> afterwards like i got I, when I got the part, um, you know, Damien sent me the script. I found a new age uh, manager at the time, and um, they were like, "Absolutely fucking not, no way, um, you're not doing this." Yeah. Like, because you, you also have to remember, like, you know, you read it in the script, and like, w- there's this like trajectory that like could happen mm-hmm. in the ideal world. Like, you have this film at Cannes, and like, you you could keep doing this, like, you know push on these like powerful films mm-hmm. and hope that they keep getting festival recognition and that's not to say that i haven't done films that have done that but yeah. like you also just want to be employed you know yeah. so so like we did um so i don't know i i I also, I think at the time, had booked this film with like Naomi Watts and Elizabeth Moss and mm-hmm. Liev Shriver. That was like a boxing biopic. Awesome. It's like this, like, like. 70s like huge film that was coming out and it would have to it would conflict with the shoot dates for terrifier and so of course like my manager was like fuck this clown movie like, like but i want to do the clown movie no and so I, was, I, I think i just wanted to work like really honestly and yeah. really like I, everyone talks about like oh did you always want to work in horror films and like they say that to actors all the time and it's like yes i love horror movies yeah. 
But I really love employment more. That yeah. It, at this <laughs> point, like, it's like I don't care. Like I'm also that way with like because I'm also in an actor yeah i'm like any any gig is a gig right now yeah. you know i'm at the i'm at the point in my career when i need the money and need the gig unfortunately but you know eventually down the line in my career hopefully i can be like you know what i would like to focus more on these types yeah of roles. i mean i'm definitely a little bit more discerning now for sure yeah. but like i like what if someone came to me I, like and it does happen where i get these offers for like these crazy sequences all over again and i don't feel that i need to do those projects or mm-hmm. do those but like when you're early in your career like you have to remember this film was i don't know i was like 22 23 maybe maybe when i shot that film like i think people just like uh, you know you just i i i i love movies but i really love being able to pay my bills also so that was like really what it kind of came down to and and damien like when I read it, I honestly didn't think it was going to be that big of a deal. Like people were like, did you read it? And you were like, this is, this is going to blow people's minds. Like, no, I didn't think anyone's going to yeah. give a shit. It was just a weird clown movie. I thought <laughs> we were just going to do it. And like, and then if something happens, cool. If it doesn't, I made a clown movie and have yeah, that. I mean, like, move on to the next we talk, project. We joke about this stuff all the time, but like they were making it for $30,000 yeah. in like Trenton, New Jersey at night. Mm-hmm. It was like there were sometimes we were doing things where we're like, you know, I'm upside down. nude. I think that was actually on Staten Island, but like I'm upside down nude. D- uh, Dave, who plays the clown, is like wearing some woman's like f- like fake flesh. Yes. Running, that, doing that a, a, a pe- full penis talk. Like there's like all this weird stuff going around. It wasn't like it was like it's a completely diff- different experience for the, the actors who worked on the second film. Yeah. Because when it was already on Netflix. It was already this big thing. They were already getting asked to do the conventions and the signings and the talks. So they knew what they were stepping into and Mm -hmm. they knew it was going to be crazy and they knew it was going to be like, like, you know, they wanted to do it for that reason. I'm telling you, like there were times where Jenna Canal, who's also uh, in that film, Mm -hmm. would just look at each other and be like, uh, what are we doing? Yeah, like, like, how, how did we get here? How did we do this? What, how, what happened? Yeah. You see, society, uh, civilization. Civilization so based on a very fragile set of rules. Yeah. And we I, broke all of them. One of the things I, I constantly tell people, because I know a lot of actresses who took roles that you look at their film and, you're, and they're like, oh my God, I'm going to regret this in a few years. Jennifer Aniston said yes to a Leprechaun movie. Le- and it was Leprechaun 2, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It was like, it was like yeah. the sequel to Leprechaun. Yeah. Like, <laughs> after se- they had something to base it off of. No, she, like, she was in the first movie, too. She, wa- she was in yeah. the first Is she? one. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. But ju- just the idea of, like, this is a clown. Clowns can be scary. Like, for me, a clown movie is less of a... A, a concern for my career than a leprechaun that's movie. so true I, yeah. yeah I think yeah and I, I, I mean like it is but like the things I've done like I'm telling you like I, I like feel like I've run the gamut where like I've performed like Shakespeare on stage or like um you know stuff like the glass menagerie but Mm -hmm. then i've also literally vomited green goo onto someone in a trauma movie and like just like like i don't think people i I think that's the biggest misconception that it's all very calculated it is not people want to work period yeah so what you're hearing is uh she's a diverse actress (laughs) and can do the range of what i'm capable of shakespeare and vomiting green goo she's your girl (laughs) she's your girl so out of both movies are the first movie because I'm I'm assuming you've seen Terrifier. I actually haven't. <gasps> I have. I've seen a lot of oh it because when they were filming it on the road, when we were on the road, not when we were doing. So Terrifier was already 
becoming this like thing. Yeah. And we were getting asked to do all the conventions and the mm-hmm. signings and the things like that. And I actually really, they, those made me really uncomfortable for a while and I shied away from them. But mm-hmm. when I finally, it was like getting to a point where it was like, uh, like, there we have to do something about yeah. this it's just getting ridiculous i would tell people people would message me and i would tell them just send a self-addressed envelope with what you want signed to my my uh manager's office and we'll take care of it for you and they were like no no nope, stop doing that because it was getting too it was just like excessive yeah like, and like uh and then like i then it gets to the point where you're like messaging people and you have to like set that boundary it's like no you yeah. can't t- we're not really f- like i don't know you you know yeah. things like that so like it was it was that was already happening so we finally started doing the conventions and i remember i was at one we're backstage to go on and do this big panel mm-hmm. it was super cool they had like they did this whole like they have us coming out to this like awesome metal music they did a Hell whole montage yeah. of all of us it was like really really cool and we're getting ready to go out and we're backstage and damian is showing me clips from the second movie and like the different death sequences it's not colored or anything yeah. so i've seen quite a bit of this movie okay. prior to it being in theaters and then i just i didn't we again no one thought that it was gonna have the run that it did where like the second film we were like oh cool the second one gets a theatrical super exciting yeah. i know like technically i mean the second one but like yeah really. i was i saw that and i was like where where is she i'm like yeah. where, where i don't <laughs> they do a flash i don't know how that happened they did a flashback to like photos and like when he's like i guess the character is like looking through like yeah piecing together like what happens they show jenna and i okay and so i guess that's how that happened but i was like what are you i could always tell critics who didn't actually watch the movie because they would say they would be like and it stars like jenna and i have done other things yeah since, and it stars and they would say jenna and i and i'm like it doesn't it that's doesn't. a lie We're not you didn't it. watch the movie <laughs> like that's a lie but um yeah so i i've seen quite a bit of it and like i don't know i don't know where we're going with this but yeah i yeah. felt well, oh when the when the first weekend happened we were like cool like it gets a theatrical yeah. i did they weren't marketing it there was no promotion of this movie at all and um but because there was such this fan base from the first it did so re- i think it was like two million yeah that's crazy on like a very limited theater run and they just kept adding more theaters so like i wasn't available that weekend and i just thought oh i'm not going to be able to see it yeah Cause it just kept going. Like I yeah. didn't, so like I just didn't plan around it. And now it's gotten to a point where it's like, I would like to see it, but I don't want to like just sit at home and watch it. Like yeah. I want to like, I want to, I would love, and I think, I don't know what's happened with the rights. Cause two different companies for a while owned the rights to the first and the second. Mm-hmm. They're now talking about doing double features. So I feel Ooh. like when that, now that it's been a minute and I haven't seen the whole thing, I'd like to like see them back to back but yeah so i've seen a lot of it and i saw the last like i know how it ends because i've seen the last like 15 20 minutes Mm -hmm. because we did a a talk and i was getting zoomed in so i could see it playing before yeah that's awesome yeah so cool yeah it also it it is helpful um i feel like because i i watched her fire too uh when we reviewed it for we have a 31 days of horror oh awesome. where we watch a horror movie a day and review it um and we watched terrifier too but i hadn't watched terrifier what? since 2016 <laughs> oh, since- so i um i was like well what is this beginning segment and which is about uh and it's and it also happens in the end of terrifier so it was like 
what are they cutting to yeah, yeah it's like where i'm like where is where are we I got, so it took yeah. me a second to like get into it but then when watching them last night back to back i was like oh here's where they connect got it got it got it everything started clicking and i'm like okay this makes a lot more sense yeah apparently damien and i i, I cannot even begin to like go into his brain and tell you like what goes on yeah there. but like <laughs> I, i'm, I'm both scared and very interested in what's going on <laughs> but in apparently there, he's had this beautiful, like, beautiful apparently he's had this planned like from the beginning of course so like i mean i like all of this i think one thing that i do wonder and we i i asked i asked a lot so like um samantha scafidi who's um her character i think is called vicky in the first film Mm -hmm. she you know is she makes a real resurgence she doesn't have a face anymore but Mm -hmm. in the second film yeah and um like spoilers for anyone listening but like my question to everyone is is she really the final girl of the terrifier franchise because she's gone through two is it because her vagina is ripped open and she doesn't have a face that she doesn't count anymore and if so that is some bullshit yeah because <laughs> yours you your know? vagina was literally ripped in half yeah but like they oh talk my about, like, God. final girls you know what i mean and i'm like so does one have to have a, a a healed vagina and a perfect face to be a final girl because i call bullshit <laughs> i call bullshit on that i like that i i that final scene in terrifier 2 really i mean that was that it's like was, in the credits you yeah know? Like, it's like it's like uh like two minutes into the credits and then it starts rolling yeah and it's just i was like what's going on and, then, and at that point i was like okay anything's possible art's not real he's got supernatural powers and everybody's dying um and i'm here for it let's I, I, uh murder everybody in the most creative or gruesome way possible like the there's some great in the second movie like even in the first movie like with the uh the pizza shop pumpkin head yeah that was pretty gnarly but then they do something similar to that in i won't say what it is because you haven't yeah. seen it but there's something similar to that in terrifier 2 and i'm like huh i wow. like that he does these little harkenbacks like i did see the little girl the, co- the halloween costume where they're dressed up little what girls did, what did, up as a scarecrow oh, okay. that was cute the scarecrow. they do like a lot of little things like that to like harken back which is really i cool. saw that and i was like oh look at that yeah, no i hope she fares better she is a child um that would like, hopefully we, we would hope that would be better you know what's funny though is that like at the conventions like signings like all, uh, sometimes like grown men will come up and they'll be like, can you sit on my lap? And I'm like, I don't do that. Bro. No, no, I don't do that. no, thank you. <laughs> small child comes dressed as, as you know, one of the characters, whatever you want, kid. And it's so fucked up. And I don't know what that <laughs> says about me. Like a little kid came over and I'm always concerned for them. I'm always very concerned for um, why they've seen these movies and how yes. they psychologically mm-hmm. are, are coping. However, they come over like, so like one kid came over, he had candy for all of us clown mask and he asked me for a picture and he said could you could you do it could you do it like you do in the movie like on on like his lap and move his face and I was like absolutely child so like and then I thought about it afterwards I was like what does that say about me that like I, you sat I, on a child's lap? Yes, and I okay. refuse to sit on the... Gr- I refu- I'm like, you you perv, I will not sit you on perv. your girlfriend. Oh, here's then. a little child, I'm going to sit on your lap. I was like, oh my God, like, am I like... like <laughs> you know what, your your heart's in the right place. Your heart's in the right place. I was just, like, ethically, was very, very conflicted. I was like, did I just do something wrong? I love, I, I think this is so cute, but also, what am I... Per- what is yeah, happening? Yeah, but also, they, like- they're already probably pretty fucked up because they watched this movie. Uh, I went to uh, Creep creep icon and we uh the the kids 
dressed up as Arthur Clown. Like they'd come up to me with a little horn. Adorable. And, like, and I'm like, that's cute, but like, who's letting their kids? I know, watch this? adorable, but like, how are you in therapy yet? Like, you're, like, you're gonna be? Are you? Are you okay? Blink twice. There, there was one little girl who came up to me once. She comes over, she's very, very serious. Comes right up to the table, puts her hand on the table, puts her, you know, uh, chin on her hand, and looks at me like really suspiciously, mm -hmm. and she goes. You got sawed in half. And I was like, <laughs> like that's correct. And as I said, I was like, I, I did. You're, you're right about that. And she said, How are you here? Like, she was like really suspicious of me. The fact that I <laughs> exist still. She was like, I, what did you do like to make it here? You're like, Civilization has a few rules. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I broke all of them. I was like, I, I always tell her, I was like, you know, with kids, you're like, it's not real, you know? Yeah. But like when people make that joke, I'm like, you know, modern medicine, man. Like Modern medicine, yeah. You just start <laughs> like, you eat every person. Miracles. You just... I've just healed in ways that have only made me better. Yeah. You have no idea. I am uh, Velcroed together. <laughs> it's, I'm, that's where I'm wearing a turtleneck. And I've really yeah. needed my insurance to cover this, this uh, plastic surgery I was looking for. Yeah. And... Well, what do you know? It Tavian happened to Leone cover. just popped right in. Happened to just cover everything. <laughs> it was helpful. So uh, really quick, what do you think is going on in, in Art's head, his mind? Uh, what kind of trauma do you think he's had? <laughs> because I, I, the more I'm watching these, the more I'm like, he needs a backstory. What happened to him? You know, it's funny. So when we when we when I signed on to do the film, Damien wanted to get coffee and talk through the film and the mm -hmm. scene and and um, being the like weird like art performance art nerd that I was, I was like, yeah, man, like what's the backstory? What's the metaphor? What's this? What's that? And he said to me, and I don't know if he was just if he just likes to fuck with me or like what it is, but he's <laughs> like, um what do you think it is? And I was like, I'm asking you. You're you like, you're the it. filmmaker. You he, wrote it. He's but like, like no, I me. think he likes you to like, cut, like to not know. And oh, I think that's I hate that. part I of like, know. I think that's part of like, but that's kind of the thing about these things. Like, right. Is like, they're all metaphors for like what you're projecting onto it. Like what we're actually yeah. afraid of, you know? Clowns. So <laughs> clowns. Yeah. But like also, being sodden. Well, I think like I, I, I wrote this op-ed for the daily beast where I talked about this, where like Michael Myers, if you listen to John Carpenter talk about what he was trying to do with, with Michael Myers, he was, it was supposed to be, a, he was a really big like civil rights advocate mm -hmm. and who, and um, Michael Myers is supposed to be a metaphor for like senseless violence, yeah. so like violence against race, violence against, um, you know, the queer community events against women. Um, and so that's the metaphor, although but like I think when you're watching those films, I don't know if you get that. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So like and I don't know if Michael Myers, like everyone keeps trying to give Michael Myers a backstory and it never really, really works. Yeah. So I think like the only that's kind of like part of it is like you. It, it's what what you you internalize violence to be and why people you know are violent i do i would think like based on like what i've seen in the films and like obviously there's the little girl the new film and then like yeah. you have uh art's relationship with the um the homeless woman and like the coddling yes. there's definitely some childhood trauma mm -hmm. there as like clowns are a yes. metaphor for but what 
what what has happened to him if he's a human how why he's as fucked up as he is yeah. I, I could not tell you okay well i just was curious if you had like any <laughs> any insider, thoughts insight damien shares nothing to that the, uh, devil actually Love when him. he does uh we can we can't say anything anyway so it's that's it's, that's fair that's know, fair well I'll, all of what like he has planned down the line i can tell you is going to be amazing but like we i can confirm or deny nothing i love about it what's i love it happen. blink twice blink if twice this, if, if this if this happens if you come back from the dead oh that would be cool you come back they have like all the people who have died but you come back and you're we've, split in half we've we've t- i know we've talked about what like people have talked about that a lot um would- again i can confirm or deny nothing there <laughs> Although I do, you know, I wonder if, if, if in that scenario that people have proposed, if she's like full, um, it's not, I spit on your grave. What is the movie with, um, Meryl Streep where she like, uh, Death becomes, death becomes her. her yeah full death becomes yes. her where she just slowly starts like where she's just two parts like and she just wanna, slowly comes and up the, and, and like put her back together and honestly i look forward to the acting challenge of me like shimmying at everyone like if in that hypothetical world that happens i would really like to see some more like male genital mutilation okay yeah, um same. i feel that there needs like hashtag justice for dawn you know yeah. i feel that should be that I would really like to see, you know, some some more penile mutilation. I um, that. I feel penile. we have we have a guy that 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 was a term. good word. <laughs> I, I don't like, know if that's I, actually. It, you a know word. what? It is. It is, now. it is now. You know what? Terrifier isn't a word. And look at that. It's, so it's, it's terrified. Not. Terrifier, not a thing, not a word. Now it is. I want to be ter- okay. Not like like like. I I I know. I was confused when I when I looked at the script. I was like, is it? Is this a typo? No, it's it's not a. <laughs> do do they know how embarrassing? <laughs> oh, it's terrifying. You come back on the first day, you like have notes. You're like, I have some notes, really quick. Uh, is this terrified? Supposed to be terrified. <laughs> terrified. He's word. like, no. no. You're just like, uh, oh, okay, okay. Um, so happy to be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. Really excited. Be sawed in to half. Be sawed in half. Awesome. Sounds like fun. It's gonna be great. Really it's gonna be super fun. <laughs> it was that day. Was I? Uh, we've I've talked about it a lot. Um, we've all have. It was like we filmed that in a, a condemned uh, hospital uh, in Staten Island. It happened to be one of the coldest nights of the year, so Good. it was like below twenty degrees. Awesome. There was no heat. There was no running water. Nice um and we had no rig so i was actually hung upside down by my ankles no um because Low why budget why? because yeah because movie <laughs> magic no movie magic were. you weren't actually upside down you were a seat you were no, like green screened no no i, I know you're like, upside down. i know you're upside well, down. upon reflection like i i have had people ask me questions like that work in film they're like why did they put you actually upside down and like they didn't have a rig or anything and i was like yeah, I don't know why. And, and Lloyd, who does tour movies, he's like, we would have just hairsprayed your hair straight up and put you on a green screen. And then I thought about it and I was like, you're right. Why didn't we do that? It might, it might have been easier, maybe a little harder. I, I don't, don't know. I, think, I don't know. I don't know. And now five years later, she's sitting with a knee brace. She's sitting I with know, a knee I brace. Do. I am here with a knee brace. That is not from a terrifier related injury. <laughs> from another like, you, stupid you, thing you, that I do in my spare time. I you like, said, box, but not You, you said, I can, I can no longer confirm or deny that this is not I can no longer. Term. I cannot confirm or deny that mm-hmm. this is from terrifier. I will... <laughs> So, years later um <laughs> no i did actually um this is true um i did have to have a minor procedure afterwards to move my eardrum back to where it was supposed to be Jesus. that's actually true um <laughs> after we filmed that because um 
<laughs> like there's a there's a lot amount of time. I actually was just listening to another actress who had to do something similar, and she and this is what you should do. And I guess I didn't, and we didn't have like a stunt safety person to like tell me how to prep for this. But um, so if you do like headstands, yoga, or whatever, mm-hmm. like you work your way up to being upside down for mm-hmm. a certain period of time, so your body can like withstand it. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know to do that, and I don't think any of us did. And so like. You actually, if you don't do that, the time threshold for someone who's not used to it to being upside down like that is 42 seconds. And then you start to risk seizure. Oh, good. So um, I'm I'm glad I do that all the time. Just randomly just go upside down. Awesome. Cool. But you actually probably have like a little bit of a tolerance. You could probably go longer. Like Um, I forget this actress was saying she worked herself up to like two minutes to like she could do 20 minutes. Oh, my God. Like but she trained herself how to do that. Um, and when you're doing yoga, like people, like they figure out, yeah. stands, they figure out how to do that. But, um, I didn't have that. So the compromise we came up to when I remember bringing this up was like, okay, we're going to have a timer and we're going to lower her down and then we're going to go for as long as the timer will let us. And then we're going to lift her back up onto the platform. Mm-hmm. I was on a, my legs could never come out of the shackles all yeah. night. So I was Good on God. a, on a platform on my back with my legs in the air and so they would yell action. They'd remove the platform. I'd like roll down and then they'd go for as long as they could and then lift me back up and put me on. And this oh went on God. all night in like below freezing temperatures. And oh God. towards the end of it, I started to get like nauseous and I couldn't yeah. figure out why. So eventually they took me down and there's one close up where you just see like my face and I'm hanging off a table mm-hmm. for that. But um, that we this was the only thing we shot that night. So it was hours. Like, yeah. It, it was... It was a full like 10 to 12 hour night. And so when I got home the next day, um, I was really, really sick. Mm -hmm. And I, um, I like, I was really dizzy and I couldn't figure out why. So I went to the doctor, um, this guy, Dr. Dave, who is a real doctor who, who, drives a Harley and, and smokes cigars and oh, hilarious. Um, and so I go and he, uh, he like, I tell him what happened. He goes, well, you have strep and like that I anticipated. Yeah. He's like, but the dizziness and I like, what? he's like, tell me what happened again. So I like, tell him. <laughs> like, and, so I'm filming this movie yeah, called Terrified. They was, say Terrifier, but th- it's really Terrified. Yeah, I know. And he, he was like, I think he was like, do you like swim? And I was like, no. And so he goes, okay, so um, yes. Uh, 42 seconds, good, good threshold for seizure. But, um, for that to work, the way like gravity works, Mm -hmm. um, you have to come back up again and you never did that. You just laid on your back and kept going down. So blood is just rushing to your head and then you're just staying on your back and then more blood is rushing to your head. And when you're on your back, the blood that's already rushed to your head is just pooling in your body because it can't, because the way gravity works, you have to go right side up again. So I was experiencing cranial swelling. Oh, good. Slowly. And he was like, you probably, you were pretty close to probably having a seizure. That was probably what the nausea was. Oh, good. Um, but you didn't. That's good. Good job there. Okay. Dumbass. <laughs> um, like now, but now your eardrum is not where it's supposed to be because the swelling has come down and your eardrum has moved during the process and you have an infection in your body and it's not where it's supposed to be. So I, like long story, I had to take like antibiotics and they had to do like a minor medical procedure to move it back. Oh but my God. I still wonder if I... When I can't hear something, I'm like, every once in a while, I'm like, am I just, have I always been this way? Or is this because I'm an idiot? Yeah, but you know what? (laughs) Down the road, you'll be going like on one of those uh, horror documentaries where people will be like, oh, like this happened on Poltergeist. This happened on The Exorcist. (laughs) Like this happened on Terrifier. 
Uh, I, I mean, down. in the ideal world, that would be great if these films, like, you know, but you don't know. Like, oh, right yeah. now, it's really exciting. It would be really cool if, like, at some time, like, this becomes, like, a big franchise thing that everybody talks about. Yeah. But, like, right now, uh, I'm just riding the vagina interview wave, you and, know? And we love that. Honestly, <laughs> ride that wave. Ride that beautiful, beautiful wave. brought me here. We're so happy to have you here. <laughs> You're a delight. You're so fun to talk to. And we could talk for hours, but we can't do that. But we can't. We you, can't There's do a that. time limit. And there's a time limit. Out. They're going to kick us out. John is going to, I don't know what he's going to do. He's going to yell. He's going to yell. He's going to yell. He's turning into Art the Clown it's right all, now, which is my nightmare. That was the actual jump scare we've all been waiting is, for. Is John. Is just <laughs> producer John. He's coming in. out. That, that, we're, that's actually the business model. We're going to start putting him in the theaters. Oh, God. <laughs> Two different podcast episodes. Two different podcast episodes. It's going to be great. Oh, my God. Well, thank you so much for being here. Where can the people find you? Uh, Catherine Corkin on the socials. Insta Catherine C with a C on on, uh, Instagram. And, yeah, CatherineCorkin.info. Amazing. You're a delight. Thanks. Of course. You're a delight. Thank you. You're a delight. I'll stop. Keep going. No. But, guys, thank you so much for listening. Make sure to watch Terrifier, Terrifier 2, Terrifier 3 coming out. No, we're sometime. skipping it. We're going right, Terif- right to we're 4D. We're going right to 4D. We're going right to 5D. 5D. <laughs> Terrifier 5D. But, guys, make sure to like, subscribe on all the things. You know the drill. And we'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye. You can follow us on Instagram at Horror at the Store. And you can follow me as well at KT Hetty.